0: Lost, on a desert island, completely alone.
1: All right, I've got the lemonades.
0: Well, not completely alone.
1: Man, it's getting warm out. Funny how that can happen so quick in the desert. Will you hold this for me? I've got to set up my lawn chair. No rescue in sight. It's just us and the elements. Oh, I ordered a hot dog lunch a little while ago. They said it should be here within the week. Laura, don't you know the peril we're in? We're lost on a desert island. Eh, I've been in worse scrapes. Yeah, right. I'm serious. There are a lot of benefits to being out here in the middle of nowhere. Name one. Easy. No school. No school? Sure. Do you see any schoolwork anywhere? I don't see anything anywhere. There you go. Seeing nothing means you can't see anything bad, like bullies, pop quizzes, rules, hall monitors. OK,
0: OK. But it also means that there's nothing else. We don't
1: see our friends, our homes, our games. You've got me. You've got this pop-up tent I brought along with nine flavors of lemonades and sodas. Life isn't that bad out here.
0: Well, maybe not horrible, but it's a little boring.
1: I mean, what's a person to do out here? We could listen to this. A radio? Of course. What else would we do on a Saturday morning? You have a point. Now, if you would be a dear and hand me my lemonade and start up a program, that would be quite lovely.
0: Here. And I just press this?
2: Oh, hello, Fiona. To what do I owe this pleasure?
3: Oh, I was just returning the caroling books. Thank you ever so much for lending them to us, Lionel.
2: Oh, not at all. I must say, the service was quite lovely.
3: Yes, it was. Is that a lei you're wearing?
2: Ah, (laughs) yes. Laura and Joy have made a kind of tropical resort in the garage and thought we'd better look the part.
1: I see. Aloha, Miss Fiona. Mr. Jacobs, do we have any more towels?
2: I'm afraid you two have used up all my spares, Laura.
1: That's okay. I was just wondering. Laura, ask him about the sand. Oh, yeah. Joy and I couldn't help notice that you had a couple bags of sand in your garage, and we were wondering if we Use them to make sand castles.
2: Uh, I'd prefer if you didn't. Uh, Maybe when I don't need them for the bed of my truck. But for now, I'm afraid I still need them.
1: All right. Thanks anyway. You're no fun.
2: (laughs) Can I get you something to drink? Uh, Lemonade, water, fruit punch?
3: Might tea be on the list of options?
2: I think that can be arranged. I'll be right back.
3: Thank you.
1: Come on, Miss Fiona. Join us in our tropical paradise.
2: Hmm. That does sound inviting.
0: Pull up a lawn chair. I like the grass skirts and lace girls. So, what's the occasion? Oh, you know, gotta enjoy our last few days of freedom. Freedom? You know, from school.
1: Yeah, just the time to do nothing.
3: Ah, I understand. Just be careful. You know what they say about idle hands. Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, wanna listen to the radio with us? Don't mind if I do.
2: Is there something wrong, Laura?
1: Kind of, Mr. Jacobs. Are you out of lemonade? No, I was just thinking about something Miss Fiona said earlier. Me? Oh, did I say something wrong? No, just something confusing.
2: Well, maybe she can clear things up for you.
1: I'll certainly try. All right. Earlier, you said something about idle hands, and I didn't know what you meant.
0: Yeah, honestly, that was a little weird. We were talking about enjoying our winter vacation and then you started talking about idols and their hands. Does relaxing have something to do with old statues people used to bow down to? Oh, I think I see the confusion.
3: It's a different word that sounds the same. The idol I was talking about means not doing anything of consequence. Huh?
2: (laughs) Well, it's like when you're riding in a car, Laura. The car is stopped with the engine running. That's called idling. The car can move, but it's not.
0: Oh, so when you were talking about idle hands, you meant hands that aren't doing anything.
3: Exactly, Joy. I was referring to an old adage. Idle hands are the devil's workshop. Well, that's a little creepy. What does it mean? I suppose it means that when we aren't doing anything, it's easier
1: for us to get into mischief. Is that in the Bible?
2: Not those words exactly, Laura, but the idea is in there. In verses like 1 Timothy 5:13 and 14, it talks about how not having anything to do can cause some people to gossip and distract other people from following God.
1: That's not what we were doing, was it? Yeah, I thought we were just having fun. I know you were. I was just teasing
3: earlier.
2: It is a good lesson though. In Romans 6.13, we read that, you know, I might have a script about it. I'll be right back. And now, from the garage of Lionel Jacobs comes the motivating drama, The Delivery Truck, an adapted biblical teaching about laziness. Once upon a time, in the town of Tinkerton, there was a delivery truck driver.
3: Nice to meet you. I'm Daphne. I deliver packages and parcels from Pleasant Valley to the other side of Crystal Clear Lake. And she does a great job, too. Oh, thanks, boss.
2: On the day of our story, Daphne loaded up her truck and noticed something.
3: Hmm. This is a really light day. There aren't as many packages as usual. Looks like I'll have a lot of time left.
2: She took her regular route, making good time and feeling quite pleased with herself.
3: You know, I think I have enough time to stop by the park and feed the ducks. What a wonderful day!
2: She decided to take a break and parked in the park's parking lot.
0: (sighs) Better grab my parka!
2: What Daphne didn't realize was nearby, a bank was being robbed
0: everyone, Thanks for the money, but I've got a split. Don't ring any alarms. Don't try to stop me. Don't forget to eat your vegetables. See you in the papers.
2: The bank robber ran down the street, leapt over the park fence, and hid in the bushes.
0: Boy, oh boy, what a score. A few more of these and I might be able to buy a getaway car.
2: The thief knew that she would eventually be found by the police, so she looked around for a way to escape.
0: Ah, a delivery truck. Hope it's unlocked.
2: Unfortunately, Daphne had been in such a hurry to feed the ducks, she hadn't thought to lock the doors of her truck. So the robber had little trouble climbing in and driving off with it.
3: Hey,
1: where'd my truck go?
2: The next day, Daphne's boss called her into her office.
1: So, I assume you've read the papers. Not really. I get most of my news from social media. Let me enlighten you. Delivery truck robber strikes banks across county robber demands banks to stand and deliver. Delivery girl is a menace.
3: Wait, is that my truck on the front page? Care to
2: explain? The moral is, God warns us in his word not to give Satan a chance when it comes to letting him use us for his plans. Instead, we need to be careful, hardworking, and responsible with the time and talents God has given us because Satan is always looking for a way to turn God's goodness into something that will make him look bad. Kind of like a bank robber driving around in a delivery truck. Looking a little concerned there, Joy.
1: Are you angry that you had to play the bad guy in the story? No, that's not it, Laura. I was just
0: thinking about what the Bible says and what we've been talking about today.
3: Well, that sounds like a healthy train of thought.
0: Yeah but it doesn't line up. A while ago, we learned that it's good to rest and stuff like that, but this morning, it sounds like resting can be a bad thing. Which is it? Are we supposed to stay busy so we don't do bad things? Or are we supposed to rest so we don't burn out?
2: That's a good question, Joy, and I think there's a good explanation in Ecclesiastes 3.
1: What does it say there, Mr. Jacobs?
2: Well, Laura, it tells us that God has set up the world so that there are times for things to happen. There's times for work, there's also times for play, as well as time for rest. All of these things are important, but if they're done at the wrong times, they can lead us to do some pretty bad things.
3: That's true. It reminds me of the story in 2 Samuel 11, where King David was supposed to be leading his armies into battle, but he decided to stay home instead. That decision to rest, when he should have been working, led him to killing another man so he could marry that man's wife.
0: That's a little extreme, Miss Fiona.
1: So how can we tell what time it is? Besides looking at a clock. I mean, how do we know if we're resting at the right time? How do we know when it's time to work?
3: Hmm, well, God can use a few things to tell us. I think the simplest way to tell is by paying attention to our hearts. So we're just supposed to follow our hearts? Why does that not sound right? I didn't mean that exactly. I meant we need to pay attention to the thoughts and desires we have, because that will usually tell us when we're doing something wrong. If when we're resting we want to do things that we know are wrong, it's probably not a good time to be resting.
2: Another easy way to know if it's a time to rest or not is by obeying the people God has put over us. If our parents tell us to work on something, it's probably not a time for resting.
1: That makes sense. Yeah, I'll have to think about it some more though. Is there a story in the Bible where resting was the right thing to do?
2: Hmm, I'd say a story found in Luke 10 might be what you're looking for, Laura.
1: I'll go look it up. I'll join you. And I guess
3: all will turn off the radio.